Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. This is just a little clip from a podcast that I was on the other day called Let's Talk Winnie V. Uh, champion fella, one of my very, very keen followers. It was great to catch up for about an hour and a half or so talking about uh, my life, my journey, uh, Rugby League Guru, all this sort of stuff. It's a really, really good chat. This little segment here, we talk a little bit, a bit of, about grassroots footy, my thoughts on how it's all travelling, uh, mental health, uh, referees. Really good chat here, about 15, 20 minutes or so. Uh, and it's all part of an hour and a half podcast that will be coming out very soon. I'll let you, I'll give you more details when it is coming out. But let's talk with Winnie V is the podcast. Winston was a champion fella. Absolutely loved my time with him. So make sure you subscribe to his podcast. Let's talk with Winnie V. Now, bro, I just wanted to go down to the grassroots level. Mm. Uh, what are your thoughts on the current state of grassroots rugby league? Um is it in a healthy position at the moment? Because I sort of feel, even based up here in Brisbane, um, it's it's going okay. But outside of places like Penrith, uh, you hear about um, the numbers, the kids that are registered to play footy have been dwindling over the years. Uh, I'm not sure if, it's too tr- uh, if that's true, but what are your thoughts on uh, grassroots rugby league and is it in a healthy position at the moment? Um, mate, it's hard for me to comment because I, you know, I, I'm pretty heavily involved with, you know, well, like I, I've coached in the grassroots around my area in South Sydney, and mate, I've been really concerned about it around here for a long time. Um, I coached the under 16s, uh, the under 17s they were last year, and we had to combine the South Sydney comp with the Cronulla comp with the North Sydney comp, um, and you got to remember the South Sydney comp is already combined with the East comp. So you're essentially, and we also had to combine with the West Tigers comp. So just to make one competition in the under 16s, we had to combine five different districts. So it's unbelievable. And and it was still a a 10 team comp. Like it wasn't, it wasn't huge because there's just so few 16 year old kids that are playing rugby league. And, you know, and it's hard because it's hard to get the, 
the kid that just loves the game to come and play that probably doesn't have a future in it because the reality is that so many of these teams, they've got kids that are playing Harold Matz and SG Ball and they're forced to go back and play club footy. So, you know, the, the smaller kids that aren't going to have a career in it, they're just getting dominated. It's um, And, you know, I always say, and I, I, I think sometimes NRL, you know, like we we take the piss out of the AFL and we do all that. But, bro, as a teacher, I'll never forget, I always use this story. We had the Swans come to our school one day. Unbelievable. Every kid got a hat. Every kid got a football. Uh, it was interactive. It was like they, they'd obviously sat down and planned out how do we try and get these kids' attention, and they nailed it. An NRL team, I won't say which one, an NRL team came a few weeks later, and they showed up with a PowerPoint. And every kid got a bag which had a rubber and a tube of toothpaste in it. Wow. I just sat there and went, what are we doing? Like, we, we, we've had the wood over the AFL for a long time. And I think that sometimes we relax a little bit too much on that, thinking we'll always have it. We take it for granted. Um, I don't know what it's like up your way, mate. But, you know, you drive around Sydney now, there's more AFL posts around than ever. There's more soccer posts around than ever. I remember as a kid, like, we used to, like, when I was real young, we used to drive up to um, like Lismore, uh, sort of north um, New South Wales sort of area at the end of every year for a holiday uh, up that way to um, a beach nearby. And I remember like dad used to always take me through. We used to always go through the country towns and whatnot. And he'd say, oh, you know, that's this oval, that's this oval. And mate, I have no recollection of ever seeing an AFL post or a soccer field the whole way up that coastline. Yeah. You do it now and they're everywhere. They wow. are everywhere. You drive down to... Um, you drive down to like um, Endeavour Sports. There's AFL posts there now. Like uh, I, sometimes I really worry that we're sleeping on. We're 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 just we're just relying on what's worked in the past, and I think yeah. that and you know and I've spoken to junior development coaches you know within the South Sydney comp and they go, eh, it's what happens. Kids take school more seriously. They do this, and I'm like, you've got two South Sydney teams in the under 16s. How on earth, out of the entire South Sydney region of 16-year-olds, is there 35 kids that want to play rugby league? How is that not a problem? Yeah, that's a massive problem. And it's crazy because I think viewership, TV viewership for the NRL, they had actually beaten the AFL last year, I think it was. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, I thought I'd ask and just see what your thoughts were because I think um, – Rugby Union is a great lesson for Rugby League to learn from, especially at grassroots. Bro, rugby uh, Union is the best lesson we could possibly have, and all we do is take the piss out of it and ignore it. Yeah. Yeah, so interesting times for grassroots-level uh, Rugby League anyways. Um, hopefully um, they do something about it. Um, now, I wanted to also ask, uh, Nathan, your thoughts on the um, – the player base. So a lot of the players in the NRL, well, at the moment, you sort of see it's like 50-50. There's Polynesians and Māori, and then there's the rest. Yep. Do you think it will ever become a reality where it could be 90% Polynesians in the NRL? I think without a doubt. I, I think definitely, mate. I think that um, I, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, and I don't know if you've uh, researched them or not, but to be honest with you, mate, I'd be a little bit surprised if it was still 50-50. Um, uh, like and, and all you have to do is go to a junior football game, um, and, and you can see um, that it is changing a hundred percent. And um, I, I definitely think that it's going to be a pathway that 
um, we're, we're, we're going to see in the NRL very, very soon. And, you know, like if you go back and you have a look at like um, Bloke in a Bar this week, we went through the 2006 um, Broncos. You go back to that side, from memory, like there wasn't a single po- Polynesian player in that team, I don't think. A couple of uh, um, Indigenous boys, but I don't think there was any Polynesian players in that side. Um, and now you get to... You know the teams nowadays. Like, if you don't have any Polynesian players, you're not going to be successful. There's certain things that Polynesian boys can do that uh, Aussie boys can't. And I, I think with the with a lot of teams, you, you've got to find um, you've got to find a real mix of um, cultures in your side. And I think it's one thing that we sleep on that the Melbourne Storm always do really well. They've always got yeah. a you know a couple of Aussie boys, and then they've got a few Indigenous boys, and there's Polynesian boys coming through. Um, there's a heap of Kiwis that are always there. I think the Melbourne yeah. Storm are really good at finding that balance. The Penrith Panthers are the same, mate. Have a look at the Panthers side. Like, so many different cultures in there, and I think it is – it's so important. It's so crucial to your side to be able to get a real mix of cultures that all bring a different skill set. Um, yeah. But, yeah, mate, I, I, I do think – and I especially think, you know, it's been the thing for years where – you know, you'd get your um, Tonga, your Samoas, these sort of sides that arrive at a World Cup and you'd go, fuck, look at this side, they're so good, but they don't have a seven, they don't have a six, they don't have a nine. And that was the yeah. argument every single year. You're seeing that change now. You're seeing that yeah. change 100%. And I reckon the kid that's going to really turn it is this Isaiah Katoa up at the Dolphins. I okay. am, I'm very, very high on him. And I also think, you know, a guy like Jerome Luai, like, has he got his, you know, Magoo moments in him? 100% he does. But people that want to act like he isn't a supremely talented footballer are absolutely kidding themselves. Like, I just, I, I don't think that you would have seen guys like Jerome Luizé Katoa 10 or 15 years ago. I, I just don't think you would have seen it in Wait. first grade. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, it's an interesting thing, um, which I thought I'd ask. Um, now, Nathan, I just want to jump on uh, something that's always, it seems like every weekend we're always talking about this and this is the bunker. What are your thoughts on the bunker? Are there things that you feel that they should be or shouldn't be able to rule on, like such as uh, a forward pass? They don't rule on that, but I think they should rule on it. What are your thoughts on the bunker? Mate, I've always taken a very heavy stance on this and I don't think people like my opinion on it, but that's fine. Everyone wants technology until they get it. And then the game slows down. Then you stop the momentum. Why are we looking at it in slow motion? We're looking at it in slow motion because you all asked for it. This is what you've all been begging for for 10 years, and now you've got it. It's too much. I I think people forget that our game existed for 100 years before we brought technology in, and it was unreal. Find me someone who doesn't like the footy in the 80s and the 90s. Not going to happen. No way. The game flowed. It moved quickly. Uh, I, I find it absolutely bizarre that every single Monday the NRL does a press conference going through the mistakes that the referees made. I, I just think it's it's mistakes are going to happen. It's part of the game. I mean, is there going to come a point where you're going to see NRL teams have a press conference every Monday going through the two knock-ons that this player had? Because that player is getting paid five times as much as that referee. He's not expected to be perfect, but the referee is. I just... Yeah. I think it is so bizarre, and I've said it for a long time, mate. I think in rugby league we've got a massive finger-pointing culture. I think that, you know, if, if a referee makes a decision that we don't agree with in the last five minutes, we're going to ignore the 14 mistakes that we've made, and that's the one. That's what cost us. That's why we didn't win this game of football. 
35 missed tackles, 19 errors. No, the referee <laughs> lost it for us. I think it is. I find it so embarrassing sometimes. And even the way that, you know, we see players and everything, the way that they talk to referees as well. That's the one thing, mate. Like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm obviously a huge league guy, so I'm not a huge union fan. But, mate, the respect that union players have for referees, I wish we yeah. had it. Because sometimes it is so embarrassing the way that we treat referees. It is absolutely disgraceful in my opinion and you know i'm obviously involved with junior grades and whatnot and for people to say it doesn't filter down they're kidding themselves absolutely kidding themselves my boys know that when they coach if they come off the field and they complain about the ref they wouldn't play next week yeah that's a that's always been uh my experience with rugby league as well i come from a small town back in uh wellington new zealand uh And they had a really young footy team in the 80s and 90s. Um, but they had a tradition of, of um, giving it to the ref and the opposition. Um, and then on the other side of the uh, neighbourhood, the boys are playing rugby union and they're calling the ref sir and stuff like that, you know? Yep. Um, and you see it in union over here. You see it in union even in the pros. Uh, whereas uh, in rugby league, you always see our players uh, mouthing off at the ref. Um, and I think that's something that they've been trying to fix or work on. Um, and um, it's fair game. If they're going to do that, um, I'm all for the ref sending them off the field for, you know, 10 minutes or whatever it may be. Um, now, just for um, just to wrap it up, and uh, we were talking about this uh, earlier with social media, what's your thoughts on uh, mental health? Uh, well, firstly, We'll touch on the footy players, mental health and social media. You think it's a double-edged sword for the – like you're talking there there really hasn't been that much content with uh, the the boys uh, getting in trouble, which is a good thing. Um, But what are your thoughts on mental health for these footy players and social media? Is it it a double-edged sword for these players? Yeah, for sure, mate. And I I think social media in general is a double-edged sword. I remember – I said something once to me, and I, I, I think you said it on podcast, that social media is like a hammer. Um, I think you said you can you can beat the shit out of someone with a hammer or you can build a house with it. So there's positives and negatives depending on how you want to use it. Um, you know, I've managed to use my social media, in my opinion, as a positive. Um, but, mate, even yesterday, like I – and it's the first time it's happened, very weird timing. Um, I got about 60 DMs from people because someone had made a fake account of rugby league guru. So it was rugby league guru with a hashtag or something at the end of it. And um, it was whoever was doing this page was sending people messages saying they'd won a prize with a link to click and put in your details and transfer that, you know, all that sort, sort of jizz, yeah. you know, and it was just, and uh, I just said to everyone that messaged me, Hey, can you, um, can you just uh, um, report it? And I went, yeah, yeah, sweet, sweet, sweet. So anyway, I got a notification today saying um, that it can't, it, it's, it's not a reportable offense. And I thought, how on earth can it not be a reportable offence? And I, I clicked on the on the link to the page and they just changed it. They changed it completely to some other – it was selling like organic towels. And I was like, what the fuck? What's happened here? And then I typed in the name of that brand and, you know, that was another page with sixty or 70,000. So there's obviously someone out there who's just going day by day, changing the name to be something else and then targeting certain people to try and get a bit of money out of them to try and cash them out. And like, it's a classic example of you can use social media in such a negative way. Um, and I think that, and I, I, I think this has been something really positive in rugby league. And I think that, you know, 
you know, pe- people like myself, Denon, Isaac, or, like all these people that are doing, you know, your sort of off media or, you know, different, what, 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 however the hell you want to describe it. I think that we've done really well stamping out people messaging players when their multis lose, that sort of stuff. Like, I just think it's become more of a cultural thing now to just say to you, mate, you're being a dickhead. What are you doing? Um, and, you know, it, mate, it's so disheartening when, and, you know, like you, you see occasionally um, a Latrell Mitchell, he's fantastic at it. Um, Latrell Mitchell will post occasionally that someone sent him something incredibly racist that is just unbelievable that someone would type, not only think it, would then type it and then would send it is crazy. Um, but, you know, like I've, I won't say who, but I, I've sat, um, you know, in the studio with another um, Indigenous player who has showed me their DMs and, Mate, there's so many of them. It's I, I can't imagine what Latrell Mitchells would look like. For the one that he puts up, I reckon there'd be another hundred out there that he gets. Yeah. And it's just, I can't even fathom it. But then, and you know, God rest his soul, um, you know, Paul Green passes away. And everyone's, everyone's pro mental health, everything on top of it for a week. We're all in. We love it. And then a week later, you know, so many people are just back out there abusing people online. Like, and mate, I've always said it, and that you know, without coming back to the uh, um, referees thing, like I know for a fact a lot of referees out there that really struggle with mental health, and like I really hope we don't have a situation like that one day. But with the amount of pressure these guys are under and how much shit they're copying constantly, you, you think about being a ref. You can have a hundred games where you don't make a mistake, and that hundred and first game where you do. The NRL will sack you. People yeah. will follow you in the street. Like I, 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 when I was teaching, I taught the daughter of an NRL um, referee, and like people used to come up to them on the street and abuse him in front of her. She was six years old. Wow. And it's just like it's that side of things that just it sometimes it really really worries me. At the same time, there's so many NRL players out there that if they get on the front foot and they use their social media in a positive way, they can have such a positive impact. And I think players are more and more starting to realise that. Um, you know, I've, obviously over the last year or so, I've formed a pretty good relationship with um, um, Jackson Hastings. And, mate, the amount of stuff that he's copped and some of the DMs that he's shown me on his phone, it is uh, some of the things that people say to guys they don't know the, the first thing about that they're just going off articles or stories they've heard or anything is unbelievable. And I, I think Jacko's a guy that, you know, a few years ago when no one wanted him in the NRL and he had to go to... Uh, um, Salford, you know, he, he he got on the plane, didn't know where Salford was, had no idea, but the, he, he had no choices anymore. And this was three years before that. He was the best young player in the country. And for him yeah. to just, you know, he like the the mental health demons that he had to deal with over there, completely rebuild himself as a person, then come back over here and then people still judging him like he's a complete and utter, you know, just, just treating him like he is still a teenager that, you know, and, and, and Jackson will be the first one to say, and this is what I think Jackson did really well. He got on the front foot and said, yep, I was a dickhead. I did this wrong, I did this wrong, I did this wrong. I've learned from it. I've grown from it. Um, and thankfully, despite the you know the circus that is the West Tigers, I think people have been able to see the real Jackson Hastings. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think he's made – and I'm I, like that, that's probably one of the things I'm proudest of is my little role that I've played in showing what Jackson's really like. Yeah. Yeah, because when he was on the uh, Bloke in the Bar podcast, yeah. man, he seemed like a really neat guy. And uh, oh, he's the man, best. He's a legend as well. Yeah, and and, and that's the thing. A, a guy well. like him, which I, I I think Jackson can start to change things too. Like he, we were doing a podcast with him 
at the start of the year, and I'd message him go, hey, bro, I don't know if you're free today, but we're going through our favourite jerseys of all time, and he'd go, yeah, Gunn, I want to be there. Can you wait an hour so I can come? Like, he is, he's a footy nerd, and I think for a very long time, footballers have been scared to show that side of them because their mates would give them shit, you take it too seriously, you care too much. Jackson is just more than happy to show that he cares too much about rugby league, which I think is a trait that is just so underappreciated. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. Um, oh, on a final note, uh, Nathan, can I ask, Barry, with uh, your mental health and social media, how do you deal with that, man, when you start getting trolls in your DMs? How do you, what coping mechanisms do you use to uh, make sure that you're not affected by that shit? Um, I'm better at it now than what I used to be. I used to be bad, but I used to clap back at everyone. I used to think, okay, I've got to win this individual battle with this person, you know? And occasionally, um, I, I had one today, to be honest with you. I, I didn't have a great day today. I had a few things go wrong and I, and I, I clapped back at someone and I made, I could tell by their comments, they had no idea what they were talking about. No idea whatsoever. But because I wasn't in, in a great mood for a few hours, I, I snapped back at someone and I, you know, just, just trying to, win that little alpha moment and then you sit back there 10 seconds later and you go, what was the point? Yeah. Their, their name on Instagram is JXZ234. What, what, yeah. what, what did I achieve then? You know what I mean? So I, I used to be I, – I used to be really bad. At, like I, I look back at some of the little things I got into and just cringe at how I carried on sort of thing. Um but yeah, I think it made it hard. I've always said to my mates, like, like I, I've had a few mates who said, "Oh, I'm going to try and do a social media thing," and I go, "Yeah, yeah, sweet," but just be prepared. Like, no matter what you do, you're going to cop crap for it. People are going to come after you. They're going to get stuck into you. They're going to, you know, it's you know, I, you know, I, I, I had a post the other day, and I knew when I uploaded. As soon as I uploaded, I saw uh, that I got one. It was it was a 250 word post, and I got one letter wrong. I think um, instead of field, I wrote F-I-E-K-D, you know, K is directly next to L, and I saw it and thought, oh, here we go. Everything I wrote in this post isn't going to matter because all people are going to say is a K. Anyway, <laughs> so I made sure I was the first comment. As soon as it went up, I went, I wrote F-I-E-L-D, ha, ha, what a dickhead, can't even spell. By the time I submitted that, there were six other comments pointing out that there was one letter wrong in that post, and that is, that is social media down to a T and it used to yeah. be back in the day there'd be 20 of those comments there'd be a heap of them now you get five or six but then people will comment underneath that going yeah good on you mate like yeah. are you perfect are you, you, that? you know what I mean like and I think that's where part of that culture is changing but I, I like I and, and now I, I get comments every day that are you know disagreeing with what I say and or, or like giving me shit or like making a personal attack on me and whatever and you've just got to you just got to sit there and go fuck if I was sitting there writing comments like that to someone I've never met before who's literally doing their job, what sort of a headspace am I in? Yeah, that's true. You know, and you just got to think, fuck, if, if that person needs to have that shot at me today to obviously for them to get something out of it, they probably need it. Yeah. At the end of the day, which is sad and it, it, it's it's dreadful to think about, mate, but I, I just – and obviously it's different because I'm, 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 I'm in the content space, but like I just I can't imagine any of my mates sitting there on their phone abusing someone that all they're doing is putting out content for. If you don't want to watch it, move on. Yeah, so true, man. And um, when you uh, uh, imagine if you were still clapping back and the amount of hours you would have been wasting 
Doing and that's what I was doing. I was clapping back at everything. And, you know, it, it's so funny how, you know, Kempi very rarely does it. I very rarely do it now. But we were willing to clap back at each other three yeah, years ago, yeah, yeah. Which, which is wild to think about, like, just crazy. But, like, mate, like, some, some of the things that we – and it's hard because, like, like, it happens every single Monday on the podcast, every single time. Um, someone will, like, comment on something and they'll just, they'll just assume a narrative, which isn't what we've said. So, like, yeah. for, for example, we'll, you know – you know, the the Brisbane Broncos, there's been a lot to talk about with the Brisbane Broncos over the last two years. They've got a spoon, players have left, Adam Reynolds arrived, Kevin Walt. Like, there's been so much to talk about. So every week we will talk for the Broncos. Not not every week, but quite often we will talk about the Broncos a little bit longer than probably other teams. And the first comment will be, oh, it's Kempe talking about the Broncos and how it's all okay once again, when the reality is the entire episode is the complete opposite to that. It's Kempe being yeah. raw and honest about how disappointed he is with what's happening at the Broncos. But... If you're not going to sit there and watch the whole four hours and you read that comment, most people will will just believe that. And then yeah. you start to build a narrative through comments and everything and it, and that sort of stuff becomes frustrating when you put so much work into your content and then a couple of comments are, are just sitting there and it gives people the wrong idea of what's actually happening. Like, like the amount of people that are – it's crazy. Like the amount of times I'll put out a piece of content and, I, and I'll get a message going – I hate you. Um, you sit on the fence. You never make a decision. I'm like, I'll open the next DM and I'll go, you're too negative. Why don't you ever say anything positive? And it's like, hold on. Am I sitting on the fence or am I being too negative? What's the – and then there'll be messages, you're too positive. You're, you're just pro player. And it's like, like oh, I, I can honestly get those three messages within two hours. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wow. And you just you just can't win. Yeah, I was just going to say that you can't win, eh? Can't, can't win at win. all. Uh, I guess the biggest take is to just ignore the noise, eh? Oh, mate, a hundred percent. And it's you know you, you've just got to ignore it. You just got to get on with what you're doing. And mate, at the same time, I make it sound like it's all doom and gloom. I will receive so many messages that are people saying how much they appreciate, how much they love. But at the end of the day, you're a human being, and that stuff's nice. But you know, if someone says something mean to you, and someone says something nice to you. What are you going to remember? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's um, the same every single time. And I don't know why humans are like that. I'd love for to be able to change that within myself, but I think most people are the same. If you hear, you know, if you hear something negative, and it's wild. Like if I was walking down the street and someone's called out something, I'd be like, "What's that guy's problem?" You know, and it, it wouldn't upset me at all. But on social media, I don't know. It just feels um, a bit different, I guess. Maybe it's a bit more personal. Uh, it's a good thing. I don't know. Yeah, it's wild. Some some days you're just like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'm going to clap back and give it to this guy as well. But um, I know what you mean, bro. It's a, it's a weird concept. But, uh, yeah, um, it's, it's a tricky thing, mental health, and especially how it's always talked about now. And I thought I'd just uh, ask and see what your thoughts were on it. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 